Preseason week number one in the books. Takeaways from all of the games from the, aside from the Thursday games that we already talked about here, from all the Friday, Saturday, Sunday preseason week one NFL action coming up on Peacock and Williams. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hope you like the new intro there. We are... Uh, have a little bit of a new look here. We've got, we're on some new streaming platforms, so that's very exciting. Maybe a little bit of a new look, Peacock and Williamson. It won't change much for any of you guys. We're not bringing the same stuff we have been bringing for a while now, so I'm excited for it. And I'm excited for some NFL football, Matt, getting to see some action, some new faces in new places on the field this weekend. Absolutely. I think that's one of the most fun things about – makes you feel like a fan, like a little kid. Like, oh, I want to see what, you know, the, the first overall pick looks like in this new uniform and how he moves around and how they use them and, you know, what's his jersey look like on him. And then quickly you dig into, you know, what's the usage and start to really have fun with this stuff. Um, I will say, you know, my, my Steeler responsibilities have kind of – gotten away so far of watching other preseason games after Saturday. I was up super late doing the post-game show and whatnot. So I'm, I'm scrambling a little, but boy, there's a lot to take in. And it looks like we avoided a couple big injuries too, which is big. That is good news. I do want to remind everybody today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Matt, where we will start is Falcons and Lions. We're going to go through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday game action. Just, you know, some uh, some quick notes on each of the games. And it was fun seeing guys like Desmond Ritter out there on the field and Drake London. And luckily, Drake London, it's one of those that I don't think it looks like a, a big injury. He had a 25-yard reception in the – or 24-yard reception, excuse me, in this one and looks the part. And then he was out of the game very quickly. Yeah, and certainly good news there. I mean, avoiding – um, what could have been a big injury for London? I, I think he's going to be as productive as any rookie quarter or receiver in this in this draft. I mean, he's going to be featured from the start. They don't have much else outside of Pitts, who didn't play. Um, Mariota looked fine. Uh, Ritter did some good things as well, which I think is encouraging. You know, I mean, you're, we're not asking for massive, you know, big things here to transpire, but at least there's some good signs. And uh, this Lions team is you know, a handful as well. I mean, they have some some high-quality players. They, they certainly play very hard. We saw a fair amount of St. Brown and Chark and Goff and Swift and all those guys. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to play their guys through most of the, the preseason. It's pretty amazing how strikingly similar Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota look. They really do. Yeah. All skinny athletic guys can run around a little bit. Got to see uh, Marcus Mariota with the touchdown run. Reminded everybody how athletic he is. Desmond Ritter, a lot of very short stuff. He only averaged 4.7 yards per pass on his uh, on his 10 completions on 22 attempts for 103 yards, but a couple of touchdown passes. So I think good start you know, for, for, uh, for young Desmond Ritter. Yep, and you mentioned the Falcons' first-round pick. Aiden Hutchinson, I really focused in on in this game. He only played 10 snaps from what I, I'm reading here, but they were impressive ones. Um, there was 
one or two where he kind of got fooled and got, you know, a, a chip from a tight end or whatever he didn't see coming. But his impact was felt right away. They've been lining him up all over the formation. Uh, I, I never looked at Hutchinson, still don't, as a Chase Young, Miles Garrett-like prospect. But he's going to be a big impact guy for the Lions. Yeah, different style of player, try-hard player, and, you know, shot the gap and, and you know, tackled for loss early in that game. So good start there from the rookies on the Lions' side as well. Kirby Joseph got in there and was a leading tackler on defense, played a, a ton of snaps as the uh, third-round third uh, safety pick there. So, yeah, they were right at the top of the league last year in terms of rookie snaps. I would imagine they probably will be close to that again. Uh, not a great start in this Cleveland at Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. game for Deshaun Watson. One of five passing. They were chanting very nasty things at Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, some of his teammates uh, tried to act like they're going to have a chip on their shoulder now this year because they're going to get that from every opposing crowd. I don't know if that's the, the best reason to have a chip on your shoulder. Like <laughs> uh, us against the world. I don't remember which which offensive lineman it was that uh, that was talking about its offense. Or it's, it's just going to be us against the world this year because people are going to be chanting it at Deshaun Watson. Uh, uh, not the uh, I don't know. It, it, it's just a cloud over the organization. They won this game 24-13. Hey, but um, that was mostly Joshua Dobbs in there for uh, for a lot of this game and Deshaun Watson one of five passing uh you know he I saw some clips of him in camp and you just forget how good he was because it's been yeah, so right, long right. since he's played but um you know still that suspension is looming and that's the big story obviously with the Cleveland Browns right I mean he's one of five for seven yards he better get used to the heckling and the attention and negative manner and if that's a a binding agent for the Browns, that's great, but he probably won't be on the field as they bind, you know, I mean, so right. we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I'm familiar with Dobbs from his Steeler days. He's a three at best, but I thought he played efficiently in this game. Smart guy. Um, who was the guy I wanted to mention here? Uh, oh, Lawrence was good. I mean, Lawrence made a throw or two, but didn't, wow, you didn't play a ton either. I mean, he, he threw 12 passes. I mean, that's fine. Um, a couple of them were very nice, though. But ATN is really encouraging. You know, you know, I mean, I know Robinson's looming out there, and obviously this is a fantasy nugget, but ATN looks 100% healthy and pretty exciting. Yeah, ATN out there looking like RB1, looking quick. I mean, he didn't have a great stat line, 9 of 23.6 yards per carry. had a 10-yard reception as well. But just seeing him healthy and out there on the field and seeing some of the usage, that's going to be fun watching young Trevor Lawrence, young Travis ATN in that Jacksonville Jaguars offense this season. All right, we are moving along here with the uh, the rest of the slate for the Friday games of NFL action uh, we could go to those San Francisco 49ers next, Ooh. Matt, because they beat the Packers 28-21, but the real score here was Trey Lance. He is the starter, the unquestioned starter for the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo not suiting up, doesn't even have a playbook. We'll find out what happens there. Uh, this is Trey Lance's team, and he passed the first test. It was nice, 4-5 of five passing. He had a perfect quarterback rating, had the long touchdown pass to uh, the speedy rookie, and Danny Gray, a 76-yarder for a touchdown. So he passed the first test. Yeah, and I watched a lot of this one. Uh, Lance versus Love is about as good as it gets in the preseason, to be honest with you. I mean, for as many snaps as those guys were out there. So that's encouraging. Um, I'd like the Trey Sermon pick a million years ago, it seems like. I know it's just been one, and it feels like his career's already been shot. But I, I thought he was a little bit encouraging as well. You mentioned Gray. He's unbelievably fast, but I liked how um, Lance played in this game quite a bit. 
I don't know what to think about Jordan Love anymore. You know, like he's there's some ability there. Um, he put up good numbers. He threw three picks. I didn't really know if any of them were his fault, though. You know, I mean, everyone's going to harp on the three picks, I'm sure. But he didn't get much help from his receivers, which makes me think, you know, how much help is Rodgers going to get? Of course, Rodgers will escalate them much more than Love does. But um, that whole Love situation is just odd to me with them. It is a strange situation. Yeah. He was targeting Romeo Dubs, the the rookie who's actually, you he know. He looks good. Yeah, and and – it was Christian Watson was the higher pick and that's the one everyone expected to be the guy as a rookie this year. But Romeo Dubs has been, and I don't know if it's Dobbs or Dubs. They were calling him Dobbs on the press the, during the game. I thought it was Dubs. You I've heard 50, 50 since he was a draft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was targeted a lot. It looked pretty good in the game, but he got a ball taken away by um, a fellow rookie on the other side, the fifth rounder that's in a competition for the 49ers. Samuel Womack took a ball away from him. Um, and so, but he did have a long touchdown reception as well. 33 yard or so, you know, good start. And it was targeted a lot. He was like there. He was like the preseason number one. So look out for Romeo Dubs, Romeo Dobbs, however you want to pronounce it uh, in your DFS leagues. If you are a degenerate in those uh, preseason games, that's a great point. I mean, seven targets compared to everyone else at three or less. I mean, I, I think that's clearly by design and I think they're counting on him for some week one production. Yeah. He's a preseason DFS darling. Baker Mayfield making his first appearance for the Carolina Panthers. 23-21 Panthers beat the Washington Commanders. So we had new look veteran quarterbacks on both sides with Baker Mayfield, who is winning the competition. He got the start already in preseason week one. He's going to win that job. He's going to be the starter over Sam Darnold for the Carolina Panthers. And then Carson Wentz, 10 of 13 passing on the other side. And both of them were efficient. You know, we saw a fair amount of the combination of Wentz and Mayfield, and I don't expect them to look like Montana and Marino, but in this environment, they should thrive. I thought both did. Um, I also thought, I watched the end with Sam Howe too. I, I never understood why Howe fell. I'd like to find out more about that. He looked more like a second or third round pick to me, and I still think he has a chance um, to be a, you know, a big time, not Maybe a big-time backup, but a contributor. Mm. Um, Dotson played a lot, speaking of first-round picks. I mean, McLaurin played more than I expected, which I'm not sure why, to be very honest with you. Maybe it's just new quarterback combination. But fair amount of changes on these teams. And, uh, again, I think the quarterbacks are in a decent spot, all in all. I think so. Yeah. They, they, I think that's a good way to put it in a decent spot, kind of a wait and see there. Sam Howell. I, yeah. I liked what I saw from Sam Howell. Like he was a fifth yeah. rounder and, and Kenny Pick was a first rounder. I, I don't know if there was that much separation between those right, guys. Right. Uh, one name I do want to point out in this game was Shai Smith, the second year wide mm. receiver out of South Carolina for the Carolina Panthers. He was kind of like what Romeo Dobbs was for the uh, Green Bay Packers. And he was targeted early and often in this game, getting open, uh, some quickness. I like what I saw there. And there's some receiving weapons. You know, obviously, you you got DJ Moore, you got Robbie Anderson, you got the, the second round pick from last year as well in, in Terrence Marshall for the Carolina Panthers. They've got some talent at receiver. So if they got this thing figured out at quarterback and they got a lot of talent on defense, like people are sleeping on the Panthers maybe because I think Baker Mayfield's going to give them a spark. I feel that way. I mean, and there isn't an O-line that got better, you know, more rapidly than the Panthers this offseason. And, you know, Shai Smith's down the line, but I'm glad you mentioned him because he's a quick slot productive player that I think – any team in the league would love to have. If you get McCaffrey healthy and better quarterback play, which are almost bound to happen, I, and I, I like the defense a lot. I mean, no, no defense was hurt more by the offense last year than Carolina. So contender might be a strong word, but I think they're around 500. 
Colts, Bills, Seahawks, Steelers, Dolphins, Bucks coming up from the Friday action. And oh, Saints, Texans as well. Cowboys, Broncos. We got Rams, Chargers. And finishing up for Sunday's game was the Vikings and Raiders. We got some notes on all those games coming up here on Peacock and Williamson. Everyone out there has had times when life threw them a curveball, right? And if you didn't have someone to help talk you through it, it could have been a really, really dark moment in your life. It could have been really difficult. Sometimes you just need someone to talk to maybe once a week to help you through whatever you're doing. Make sure you're hitting your checkpoints in your life. Life is so full of those twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. And that's why BetterHelp exists. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's really simple. I've gone through the process. All you do is answer a few questions and they match you with the therapist to help you out with what you need in your life. And that's what's really important. Sometimes take care of what you need. And it's affordable, more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available as well. Um, You can log in to your account anytime, send messages, however you like to do it, however like you want to do therapy. You can do it over text, email. Uh, Obviously, video conferencing as well is is very popular way to do it. You can schedule weekly phone video sessions uh, so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. Getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or your phone. And sometimes with therapy, you can take a few tries. So if the first therapist isn't the right fit for you, BetterHelp makes it easy and free of charge to change therapists if needed. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. For your second listen, make sure you're checking out everything else going on on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team is covered daily, including I'm doing Locked On 49ers as well. If you're not a 49ers fan, that's okay. If you're a Dino Leaguer, Locked On Dynasty Football, Matt Williamson co-hosting that one as well. All right, we're moving on to the Colts and the Bills from Friday's preseason action. 27-24, the Buffalo Bills defeated the Indianapolis Colts, but that wasn't the important part. The important part here, I think, was for the Bills, not having Josh Allen out there so he doesn't get hurt. And for the Colts, just to put Matt Ryan out there for a couple snaps so he yeah. can get uh, used to his new surroundings and his new teammates. Yeah, I mean, with, with these teams that are is, expected to win their division or right in the hunt in the South or, you know, put, should be playoff caliber teams, I was just focusing on a couple younger guys that I think that these teams – are kind of counting on to fill some gaps. And Bernard Raymond, the left tackles, another guy I thought got drafted a little too late. You know, doesn't have great arm length. He's a little older. But he had a tough outing here. I mean, I think he's a pivotal guy that if he can grab that left tackle spot as a rookie, would go a real long way. Um, Cook, the running back for the Bills, did very, very little. But Shakir, I think that's a guy both of us like, kind of in that shy Smith mold, you know, one of these young guys that might be a year away from really being like fantasy relevant or whatever, but he was really, really good. And then the defensive lineman from last year, Boogie Bashman was a a wrecking machine sometimes against Raymond. And one of the big things I'm watching is James Cook. Is is he going to be that valuable for fantasy leagues? Because I think he's going to be a gadgety receiving type of a back and not ever uh, a full-time. So you don't see 75% of Kamara. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, Yeah. James White. 
Right. And I think he was overdrafted because of that. I think he's overdrafted in a lot of fantasy leagues. Uh, uh, but you, you mentioned Shakir and, and really interesting to me. And, you know, like some of the other rookies, like Shai Smith, like Romeo Dubs, like some other players we're going to talk about here. Once preseason is over and they're not featured anymore, are they going to disappear because they're too deep mm-hmm. on the depth chart? But they have the talent. If they get the targets, then they could be an asset for you. So guys like Shakir, target those in your dynasty league. I don't know about the redraft leagues, though. Right, right. I, I think that's a really interesting way of talking about it is we like them coming out of school. They go mid-round pick, um, tear up preseason, good camp reports. Then you don't hear from them. Maybe they get an injury and end up in the lineup in week 12 or whatever. But meanwhile, they've scout teaming a whole lot. But think about them the next year when they're when some other hot rookie is getting someone else's attention. Don't forget about the Shakirs and Shy Smiths of the world, you know. And on the Colts side, you get reminded about Naheem Hines, and he could be your second leading rusher and second leading receiver on that Colts roster after Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman because there's no clear targets otherwise. So another sneaky player to target in your fantasy leagues just based on the usage here because when the starters are out, it's the Naheem, Naheem Hines show. So I've been meaning to bring this up to you for the last month or so because every report out of Colts camp is they adore Naheem Hines. Matt Ryan throws the backs like crazy. He's going to catch a million balls. He's going to be a huge part of this offense. And he's very, very good at what he does. Does it scare you a little bit if you're the first overall pick in fantasy on Taylor? No. No, it makes you feel good that he's not going to okay. get run on the ground and he's going to have just enough off of his plate to where he might stay healthy through a full season. So okay. there's, there's enough to go around, especially in this day and age, because Jonathan Taylor is going to get his, especially compared to other running backs in the league where there's full on committees on, you know, 20 of the 32 teams. I just think Taylor's reception total will probably dip. It could a little bit. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't I'm, know if that matters enough, but yeah. yeah, not enough to not enough to matter. probably. Mm-hmm. But that is why some people like. Christian McCaffrey a little bit more just because he's the, the guy guy in every way possible if he's healthy, which is a big if Nick. Yeah, Foles. yeah. Nick Foles in a, in a new uniform there with the Indianapolis Colts. Well, yeah. Well, no. Seahawks Steelers, no doubt a game that you watched a lot of Matt. And if you guys can tell he's at Latrobe PA in his hotel room uh, currently, if you're watching us on the, uh, the YouTube channel, by the way, subscribe to the locked on NFL YouTube channel. That is the home of Peacock and Williamson as well so uh tell us about young kenny pickett young um i mean george pickens he's he just picked up where he left off in college bullying defensive backs and and making big catches i'm unbelievably biased in this equation of course but this is about as good and entertaining of a preseason game as you're going to see because First of all, both these teams have things to work out. You know, they're going to play their top offensive lines. You know, they have some, especially the Steelers, have some stars that are clearly going to sit, the DK Metcalfs, the Cam Haywards. But most importantly, though, was the only quarterbacks that played in this game were Geno Smith, Drew Locke, Pickett, Rudolph, and Trubisky, which none of them are going to the Hall of Fame. Don't don't get me wrong, but if we're talking about just preseason football, you had five NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. Take every snap. So there was a level of competency on every snap. There wasn't a quarterback lining up behind a guard or, you know what I mean? Like the fourth quarter wasn't a disaster. It's Drew Locke versus Pickett. And and it ended up coming down to the wire and Pickett made a big play. And, you know, it was a fun game to watch, especially for me. I'm not going to get too far in the weeds, but I thought all three Steelers quarterbacks performed well. You mentioned Pickens, George Pickens. He is a total star in the making, and I don't just say that because he's a Steeler. 
Um, if you, it's not too late to overbuy him in dynasty leagues. He is going to be a superstar. And again, really fun game to watch. You know, we saw some flashes from Kenneth Walker and a couple of these guys too. That um, I, I watched cross the left tackle quite a bit. He was very impressive. So some of the young guys Seattle's counting on played well too. A little tease for tomorrow. We don't have time to get into it, but a proposed trade that I want to talk about on our Twitter Tuesday episode with Ooh. the Pittsburgh Steelers and potentially moving around some wide receivers, clearing a path for the young George Pickens. I uh, have Pickett some ideas. Pickett. Yeah. 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 Pickett to Pickens could be something in the future. Can he pick it? I mean, there's got to be fans clamoring for him to start just after seeing that. It was like, well, he looks like an NFL quarterback. What are we doing screwing around with Trubisky and Rudolph? Yeah. I mean, Rudolph was booed, which. This isn't cool, but they just don't want him in the way at all. Everyone, yeah. I get a tweet every day or a call every day. Why is he still on the team? Trade him. You know, I can give him away for a seventh round pick. He's a solid backup quarterback and he's the most knowledgeable in the system. But there was a lot of emotion and excitement for Pickett. And all the Pitt guys who play in that stadium were all there. They, they honored Pitt winning the ACC last year. So there's a whole section of, you know, blue and yellow cheering for their buddy. And obviously he's the hometown favorite and he played very well, but this was much better than he's played in practices. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. the insight. That's why yeah, we yeah. have Matt Williamson embedded in Latrobe PA <laughs> in the training camp. Uh, just real quick on the, on the Seahawks side. I liked what I saw from rookie running back, Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Uh, showing some athleticism in space on 11 yard reception. Uh, but really it's the battle at quarterback. And I don't know if there is a winner here. If you're a Seahawks fan between Geno Smith and drew Locke. they split 30 attempts evenly 11 of 15 for drew lock 10 of 15 for Geno Smith. Geno Smith, no touchdowns, no interceptions, a couple of touchdown passes from Drew Locke. So the stat line looks a lot better, but you watched more of this game than I did. Um, and I, I sort of passed on it because I knew you'd be watching it in mm-hmm. depth. Was there a winner? Was there a clear winner here from Locke and Smith uh, in that quarterback competition? Uh, the Seahawk running game was the winner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, they're probably not going to be in close games to lean on a running game. I, I envision this team to be – very bad this year. I also think Gino will start the season and go from there. Dolphins 26, Buccaneers 24. No Tom Brady. He is uh, having some family time, which meant it was Kyle Trask, uh, the Kyle Trask show. Blaine Gabbert getting in there for five attempts. He was five of five, actually. But Kyle Trask, I have kind of forgot about him, and he was somewhat highly drafted. 25 of 33 passing. He almost got a full game's workload here. Uh, did Kyle Trask, is he a long-term backup? Is he a potential starter post-Brady for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It's intriguing. Uh, I mean, Blaine Gabbert's kind of the Mason Rudolph there. Like, at least get past him so he, you're the two on game day, and then maybe you're the a clearer path to being the successor. I mean, I'm not comparing Trubisky to Brady. Sorry, folks. I, I didn't mean to go down that aisle at all. But um, <laughs> the ball came out very quickly. And what's amazing about Brady is – he had one of the highest average depth of targets in the league, but the ball came out of his hands faster than anyone besides the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger last year, basically. So it looks like Trask is catching on to that style of play. Very decisive. Um, he threw a pick that I didn't think was his fault, you know, so I think that's encouraging. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, I don't know if you and I have ever talked about Skylar Thompson, the, the, Dolphins quarterback. No, but he played the whole game. The, two the whole game. Play. Two was supposed to play in this one. Uh, and then I guess last minute they decided that wasn't a good idea. And, and he ended up sitting 
So Skylar Thompson, he got the the he got the full game. This it was Skylar Thompson and Kyler and Kyle Trask out there almost the entire game, and I think both of them looked okay in in their different ways. Yeah, and I think both of them might have a future in this league. And I didn't know who Skylar Thompson was until a couple of weeks before the draft when Matt Waldman's RSP came out. You know, one of the other great M Dubs in this business, and um, he adored Thompson. So I started really studying him, and they may have stolen a quality quarterback at the end of the draft. He's not the biggest. He's, you know, a good athlete. He's 20 for 28 for 200 yards. I mean, just, I just want to make sure everyone knows that name. You know, his name may surface again in a year or two. Skylar Thompson, mark it down. Yep. yep. Uh, you can bet on just about anything in the NFL season already at betonline.net. They've got weekly lines, not only for preseason games, but week one and all the way through week 16 of the season just not 17 and 18. So you can bet on almost every game of the NFL season already at Bet Online. Super Bowl futures, rookies of the year, defensive players of the year, coaches of the year, which coaches will be fired. Endless amount of ways to bet on the NFL already, even though the season hasn't even started at betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports, not just the NFL. Uh, at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, golf, live in-game betting. Bet online continues to be the top online resource, not just for sports wagering, but information as well as scores. So get over to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, Matt, moving on here, fast and furious through the rest of the preseason schedule. Saints at Texans, Texans 17, Saints 13 in this one. And uh, the big takeaway for me is not a lot because uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a tough time. One, with of, this the, one, too. one of the snoozers of the games, uh, the, the way I, the, the, the direction I go immediately is obviously rookies in, in a lot of these or, you know, veterans that have changed places and changed teams we didn't get to see a lot of those guys on the saints side they sat a lot of folks but rookie running back damian pierce for the houston Texans. he's in line to just be the guy the guy and from all reports he's won the competition at camp but he's still the rookie and he might have to play behind some people but five carries for 49 yards almost 10 yards per carry he looks the part he's winning the job so whether it's sooner or later he's going to have the job for the texans I think so. I mean, I own him in like every dynasty league I, I, I can. I, I mean, I've gotten him four or five picks earlier than he should go. And a lot of it's because I just really like his style of play. I think he fits the what they want to do on early downs. Maybe he can bring more than that. But the competition there is terrible, so he should be able to grab that job. I thought Houston treated Davis Mills like a longtime starting quarterback. Get him out there, you know, get him out, you know, get him in the shower as quick as possible. Do a series, fine, no big deal. And Pierce, we want to see more. Show us you can protect, you can get yards after contact. He did all those things. And you're right. I mean, the Saints kind of went through the motions a little bit in terms of who they played. But I was watching Trevor Penning a fair amount. I don't. I didn't love him coming out of school. I don't love that he gets kicked out of every practice. I, I think he's – I don't call him like a blowhard, but, I mean, it seems like there's just more – smoke than fire with this guy and he didn't play great in this one either yeah a little overextending uh yeah yeah so you worry there's gonna be a lot of penalties there and it looks good sometimes you get these highlight um you know the uh, the senior bowl there was a ton of it you know highlight reps where you're pancaking guys guys ground but in the nfl when you start playing dude dudes 
uh, you're not going to be able to do that as much. And so if you're not fooling yeah. people, then what, what's left of your game? Are you going to be a technician or are you just going to keep your quarterback clean? Because that's what you have to do at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, he had great combine numbers. He has great size. He has all this tenacity. You mentioned everyone watching the Senior Bowl going, oh, he's a small school kid that's throwing people around. That never happens in the league. You know, his his, his hands are real wide. He's real grabby. So I would worry about him if he's a day one starter, which I don't know if he will be or not. And the other rookie first rounder, Chris Olave, one catch for four yards in and out of the game. Yeah, shut him down, get out. I mean, they know what they got in him. Cowboys and Broncos, 17-7 Broncos over the Cowboys in this football game. We saw no Dak. We saw no Russell Wilson. We saw a lot of Josh Johnson, who, man, when you see his journey through the NFL and the XFL, and I think he might have played in both XFLs. I can't remember. In every league ever created. I think he played in the original USFL in 1985. Too. It's amazing. He's been yeah. on the 49ers roster three different times. Wow. Uh, and he's just still going. It's awesome, man. A uh, preseason superstar here in this one, 16 of 23, with a couple of touchdown passes for the Broncos. But as much as anyone, this team sat everyone. I mean, like Albert O was the only offensive guy of note that really might catch passes or touch the ball in the in the regular season that, that played any kind of substantial amount of the snaps. You know, Wilson didn't play at all. The backs didn't play at all. The receivers didn't play at all. So, I mean, I don't have much to take away from this one. Dallas wasn't much different. We know that they're really lean at the receiver position already. You know, I mean, Dak wasn't going to play. No way are they playing Pollard or Zeke. You know, they're not going to put Tyron Smith or Zach Martin out there. So, I don't mean just brush over this game, but there's not much to really take away from this one. I got one for you. And okay. the leading tackler for the Denver Broncos defense, Jamar Johnson's a player I really like coming out of the draft mm. last year uh, out of Indiana. And he's been kind of buried on the depth chart. Got to play a lot in this game as a safety fifth round pick last year. I think he's a starting caliber player if he ever gets those, they gets that opportunity somewhere. So good kind name. of buried on the Broncos roster because they've, you know, had a lot of good uh, defensive backs. Jamar Johnson there, there. That's my note. For that. He could be that defensive version of Shakir or Shai Smith or whatever, where, yeah. You know, two good preseasons, and then he's in the game, and people start picking on him, and they pay for it because he's a quality player. You know, that type of thing. Absolutely. Rams, Chargers, 29-22. Rams are another one of those teams that don't Rams play. Rams are the worst preseason yeah. team out in the world. Uh, yeah, so kind of ch- I, 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 ch- I tuned into this game for a little bit and talk about a guy who's been around for a while, Chase Daniel. You see him in the games like, all right, we're in the Chase Daniel portion of this game already, so I don't know if I should already just turn it off and, and not even try because I didn't get to catch much, um, uh, much of it, but – I mean, they don't even play Kyron Williams and Tutu Atwell because they're too valuable. I mean, you get Jake well, yeah. Funk and J.J. Koski and Landon Akers, you know, like it's not even the Akers we want to see out there. You know, <laughs> they don't play anybody. Jake Funk, he had some some helium last offseason because he <laughs> yeah, had a nice preseason kind of disappeared once the season started. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, though, on the other side, you know. Mm, I, yeah, yeah. That was the name to watch. He did get 10 carries featured there. He's got a, a great opportunity to be RB2 in that offense. 10 carries for 34 yards, and uh, it's his work as a receiver. He had one catch, 10 yards that could make him valuable as uh, you know, uh, an every-down spell back for Austin Eckler, I think is the way it will go, because I think they're both sort of three-down type of backs, the way they get treated. So I think we'll see Spillers be more of a spell than like he has one certain role where he's on in a certain down. Yeah, I, I mean, fantasy, you hope he's not the goal line back. Um, I'm sure they I know they've been wanting to cut back Eckler's touches and give him more quality touches. I think Spiller's finally that guy instead of 
Kelly, Jackson, Roundtree. They've been looking and looking. I think Spiller's an upgrade over all those. And then my only other Chargers note was, um, you know, right tackles unsettled for them. Trey Pipkin, Storm Norton, they both played a fair amount. Neither one distinguished themselves, you know, good or bad. I mean, that's really the only spot that's up for grabs anymore. I mean, that's an all-time preseason name battle, too. Trey <laughs> Trey Pipkins, Pipkins or Storm and, Norton. And Storm yeah. Norton, yeah. Yeah, that's a battle there. All right, uh, let's finish this up. Last game on the slate that we have not yet covered, already the second preseason game for the Raiders since they played in the Hall of Fame game somewhat. Uh, still haven't seen Derek Carr and uh, Devontae Adams there for the uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. They did win this one, though, against the Minnesota Vikings 26-20. Yeah, and th- this is a game I have not seen a ton of, unfortunately. Um, I will go back and check it out. I like what I've seen so far, and this goes back to the preseason eval and the Hall of Fame game and a couple clips from this game. I think Zamir White's going to be a pretty darn good player, you know, a quality starting back maybe by midseason, but probably by next year. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm almost certain that Jacobs is not in the long-term you know, plan here. We even mentioned he could be one of many backs on the move, you know, when we, when we talked on Friday. And all in all, I mean, I, I didn't see a ton from, uh, you know, either one of these guys or either one of these teams in terms of playing uh, the guys we want to see. Kellen Mond played a fair amount, though, and I thought he was good. You know, I mean, Mond and Trask I'll always loop together, you know, because everyone talked about what an amazing, you know, five guys last year, and then Mills came on strong. But everyone kind of forgot about Mond and Trask. And the guys ahead of them aren't going to be there forever. So, uh, you know, their stories to me are still interesting. Yeah, and the way that the even the coaching staff publicly didn't really speak well of Kellen Mond last year as a rookie. No, they did not. It's a new coaching staff now, so you know it wasn't it wasn't a bad appearance at all in his first preseason game in his in year number two, and you expect to be a big jump in year two for these young quarterbacks. Kellen Mond, nine of fourteen passing, one hundred nineteen yards, couple of touchdown passes, one thirty point seven rating. So he passed that test at mm-hmm. least, and, and statistically he was better than Sean Mannion. So maybe there is still something there, and I think a lot of people thought that Kellen Mond was raw and had sort of an odd release, but you know, good arm and athletic and all those things. So we'll see. Maybe there's still something there for Kellen Mond after a really rough rookie year. Last thing I really have here is along those lines is I'm almost certain, I don't know this 100% totally put my reputation on it, but I'm almost certain that this coaching staff likes Kellen Mond more than last coaching staff, which is odd since the last coaching staff drafted him and this one didn't, but I'm almost certain of that. Yeah, that never happens. Usually it's never like happens, oh, right. the old coaching staff liked the guy, they drafted him, they believed in him, new, new coaching staff doesn't care, and it turns right, out right. that Why'd they draft this guy? They him, yeah. <laughs> Right. That was uh, my last though. note on this game and on this week is Ty Chandler, the rookie running back for the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, I picked him up post-draft. He didn't get drafted in our locked-on dynasty league, even though it's a pretty deep league. Um, but I picked him up, and Dalvin Cook got hurt one day, hurt his hand or something in training camp, turned out not to be a big deal. But Dalvin Cook has you know some extensive injury history, and this is the reason why you wait on quarterback or wait on running backs in the NFL draft because North Carolina running back Ty Chandler was drafted in the fifth round, pick 169 overall. And the dude will start games in the NFL at some point, not yeah. this year, but he looked good out there, you know, 10 yards to carry five catches for 50 or five rushes for 50 yards. And uh, it's, it's the, you can find starting players at that position in the fifth round and later. So yeah, stop drafting guys. So early. 
I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Nwongu's also in that mix. He's kind of last year's version. I like Chandler better as an every down type of back. Yeah, um, Nwongu's got that. You know, he's a special teams guy, kick returner. Fast. Kick, he's like just really fast, but he's a little bit more locked up in the hips where Ty right. Chandler's got some size and it could give you a little bit more every down usage, I think. But you know, I solid backups too. You kind of probably be a two-headed monster if, you know, and obviously Madison's there as well. So they've got a lot of depth at running back suddenly in Minnesota. But Madison – is a free agent after the year. I mean, he's going to want a, a different gig. I'm sure Chandler will be the two next year, you know? Yep, absolutely. And when you're the two in the NFL, you're one play away from being the one. You'll be out there at some point. Fantastic. Uh, thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen for your second listen. Check out Vinny Iyer and the Locked On Fantasy Football Program. Find the intellectual fantasy expert Vinny Iyer brings 20 years of experience in the NFL and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for those fantasy drafts with Locked On Fantasy Football. Get ready for your dynasty leagues with Locked On Dynasty Football featuring the one and only Matt Williamson. And Matt and I will be back tomorrow. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the program and all those new streaming platforms as well. Spread the word. Yeah, spread the word and subscribe to Peacock and Williamson.